I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. Ryan, I'm uh, I'm drinking as we do the show. What the? Now you tell me? Well, here's the thing. All right, so I've come around on something. I used to be very anti uh, non-alcoholic beer because I just thought it was stupid. But they've, they've started like releasing more of them. And the calories are so low that considering I oftentimes when I'm, you know, drinking beers or are taking I'm taking edibles anyway, that it's like I don't really need to add to the whole um, concoction that's going on in my brain with more alcohol. Yeah. So I've been drinking some non-alcoholic beers and I kind of like them now. It's really you know, weird. I had this. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Right. Yeah. I really, really had, I went down a path and I was thinking that if I was a cop and, 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 and not like a beat cop, but like a detective. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm murder police, right. Okay. I would, I would have a stash of non-alcoholic beer and frosty mugs ready to go. Because I would imagine when you're interrogating a suspect, giving them alcohol would be highly frowned upon. But you're allowed to give them water. You're allowed to give them uh, Coca-Cola and things like that. And they lie to them about shit all the fucking time. They're like, hey, man, we know you did it. They lie to them about whatever the fuck they want. They're allowed to mislead them. So why not just walk in like they're their best friend? Like, yo, man, fuck these guys. You want to you want a frosty brew? So you're. In your, and then you go get them an O'Doul's or whatever fancy new one you've been drinking, uh-huh. and you make them think you're, you're their best friend, and you brought them a beer while they're being interrogated for murdering somebody. Lot to unpack there. First of all, you're a, you're a detective on the force. So you seem you're probably yes. a grizzled vet. You've been doing this a minute. It sounds like by the by the sound of it. You, but I'm sort of the loner that nobody likes anymore because okay. I have like this moral code that I won't fuck with, you know? Really? Even though you're misleading these people, you've literally said, I'm going to give them this because you're allowed to lie to them about anything. I'm only after justice, Mark, and whatever I have to do to get there. So you have, uh, I guess, a mini fridge that has uh, frosty mugs in it and non-alcoholic beer for only when you do your interrogations? Well, no, I keep my protein shakes in my insurer so and maybe a bottle of water or a granola bar in there. And probably but, like, you know, like some Mylanta, something like yeah. that, you know, like for when a fucking kid gets murdered and you're just like, oh, yeah. God, right. like gets the agita going. Um, but seriously, if you keep that non-alcoholic beer in there, you just you just tell the suspect you play good cop and you tell the suspect you're bringing him a beer and the two of you are just going to sit and chat over a nice frosty beer. But and, and you can't give them alcohol, so you just tell them, you know, that it's Bud Light when really. But they don't know that. They, like they're just happy. This to is have not a beer. where I thought the non-alcoholic beer discussion was going. I just was going to say that I'm drinking an Athletic Brewing Company one, and I also I like Budweiser Zero. Is it? That's pretty good. I also saw Guinness is releasing one. Okay. I used to think non-alcoholic beers were only for alcoholics that really couldn't fucking deal. But now, you know, I saw when my wife was pregnant, I see how they could have been, she could have enjoyed them. Also, speaking of being an alcoholic, when I start drinking, right, I, I could never, like, I could never drink again starting now. However, when I am drinking, it's like, well, why don't I just drink until I go to bed, you know? Especially if you're drinking Bud Lights. Like, it's like, oh, I'm thirsty. I'm not going to switch to soda or water. That's lame, you know? Sometimes I'll switch to soda, but go ahead. But where I'm going with this is what I've been doing recently is switching to non-alcoholic beer. Mm. See? It's like you get... So all the the calories and none of... All of the calories and none of the fun. Far less calories. I looked up a Budweiser Zero or something. I think it has 45 calories compared to like 100 Bud, Budweiser zero that's calories. The, that's forty five. Twelve calories. Twelve. What? Wait, hold on. No, Twelve. No, that's not right. That's not right. That's like that's like some iced tea. Budweiser, level Bud, Budweiser zero is fifty calories in a twelve ounce can. That's not bad. What's a what's a what's a what's a bottle? It's a twelve is ounce it, bottle. It's the same. Oh, it's a twelve ounce. Okay, I thought they were sixteen ounce bottles, but I guess you can do the math on that, can't you? Yeah, it would be the same. It'd be seventy five. 
I think. No, it'd be less than that because twenty five. Said would we be were six, morons. I mean, the guy on Twitter. Yeah, I, you you own that one because I know how math works on my side. So I'm just saying, I I've, I've been surprised about like the the all of a sudden it seems like a, it, I would argue non alcoholic products are the new hard seltzers. Really? Yeah. There's a. So you think of- you think you think? Hold on one second. Let me let me get this straight. You come out on the lake this weekend on my pontoon boat, and we tie up at the sandbar where everyone's having the party, and they're drinking non-alcoholics. No. All right. I more mean oh. it's one of those where yeah. every brand is like, well, we got to get ours out there now. Like, don't you think it's weird? Budweiser and Guinness, two two longtime alcohol brands, had no non-alcoholic options until like the past two years. That seems fucking ridiculous. But now all of a sudden they have one. Um, there's also I think I think Miller Lite has one. I, it's uh, this athletic brewing company, which I know uh, I see people tweeting about, is clearly I think they only do non-alcoholic beers. There's been some type of shift happening, or the company is so excuse me, the country is so full of alcoholics from all the <laughs> from all the beer marketing throughout the years that now they're like, all right, I guess we'll get the other side and we'll bring them back into the fold. I think I think it's sort of I, there. No, listen, I don't know, but but there's there's a possibility that if your your second theory was right, that they are the jewel pods of the beer world. Well, no, because I, I don't think it, they care if you're drinking the beer with alcohol or not. You're paying the same. They, they cost the same. It's not like it's cheaper. No, no really. but I, I, no, but I'm saying that people give up the real thing, thinking that this is better, but it really just leads them right back into the real thing. Yeah, but like I, people want to people want to quit smoking, so they switch to the jewel and they use the jewel for six months, and then they end up like just fucking smoking. But the difference with the jewel is there's actually you know the, the isn't like nicotine actually in that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this doesn't have the alcohol, which is the I understand. So it's not quite there, but I do get what you're getting at. I I I've seen um there's another trend going on too, and I don't have any um literature on this up in front of me but i have read that it is a thing and apparently they are expanding and 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 this feels much like the way before um you know much of the country adopted smoking bans Mm. like when you could just smoke wherever the fuck you were you would walk into tgi fridays and they'd be like smoking or non-smoking which was always silly because didn't it waft over for the most part you usually wafted over but when you were in the smoking section you fucking knew it yeah of course section um but so but it, there are bars popping up that only serve virgin cocktails and 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 i feel like that it's that much in the way before there were smoking bands there would be people that would just open up bars where you couldn't smoke which i think would have been fine but that's a thing you're not wrong there is a shift happening well i i mean that makes sense because so much of drinking is the experience of drinking where yes. Like somebody like myself, and I've said this before, I'm not proud of it, but I feel like the majority of my, uh, for lack of a better term, binge drinking was to speak to women, right? So now I have a wife. I know where my where my night ends up. There's not going to be like some strange for me to to, to drink and fall into. And so uh, what am I doing? You know, like at a bar at a certain point, it's like, all right. And especially... You know when you would go if for one reason or another you're not drinking and you go to your friend like your friends are drinking that experience yes. sucks because everyone starts getting kind of drunk around you. I, I, so the whole thing is is I think it allows you to be more social if you're somebody that doesn't drink. Now that your problem still becomes at places like that. Like what do you do if the majority of your friends do drink alcohol and you don't? Well, that's my. That's my problem, right? Is is that this is this is going to be a choice you have to make, and I think socially that it's not going to level out for another fifteen years. That they are two, like the alcoholic bar and the non-alcoholic bar are separate things. And maybe maybe I'm wrong, but like I would think it would be more beneficial to me that if I'm going to sit in a place for three or four hours with my friends, if I drink straight through that time, I'm by the end of it, I'm in good shape. But if I'm able to rotate. Which I do a lot. Like, dude, I've I've gotten to the point now where like I I am constantly refilling a club soda. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a one for one. But do you do you get what I'm saying though? Like you're either gonna have to pick, hey guys, are we going to the mocktail lounge or the cocktail lounge? Well, ultimately the cocktail lounge has both. 
Yeah, but it's not the same. I don't think that those are ever going to be. I don't ever think that's going to be a 50-50 split. Because if you are if you start getting rid of places that serve alcohol, like that, that's that's a bridge too far. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that because, I mean, as you were talking about in yesterday's episode about a business is a fucking business. And we all know that the cocktail bar is going to make way more fucking money than the mocktail bar. Yeah. Because alcohol is more expensive. Well, yeah, but also... So what I'm saying is is it's not going to be business accepted or socially accepted that the cocktail bar will, like, want you to go one for one on the mocktails and cocktails or want you to mix it up. So what are you saying? You just think we're going to have a, a greater generation of people who don't drink? No, I just think that... I just, I just think that it's... The relief that you're hoping that you get, you're not going to... Like... Uh, you're saying I, unless you're, uh, unless I'm hearing you wrong, you might be. Like you're really not saying, you're saying I either. It's a it's a it's a it's an A and B choice. It's a one or a zero. It's a black or, or a white. It's either you go to the mocktail bar or the cocktail bar. It it's like not you like you can have a night. That. I have no idea. Well, no, I'm saying that's kind of the way it is now. Yeah, no, but if you go to the cocktail bar, you can have either. It's like that that the place where you can do both already exists. It's just a bar. It's not the same. You get, I, I guess you don't understand what I'm saying. I guess not. I, I mean, like, I, it, I, it, okay. it's gonna be. There's, you're not gonna be able to mix it up like you really want. The relief of the, the relief of the the non-alcoholic drink in the middle of the long drinking session. Why? At a bar? What do you mean? Like, like you're saying, like, if they don't make mocktails well enough? Yes. Okay. And they're not going to want to push them. They're not going to. It's not going to be. They're not going to want to push them much in the same way. Like, like you got to ask for what you want. If the bar has it, they have it. Now, it's. I mean, you're, you run into the same problem at a fucking cocktail bar, at a mocktail bar that I guess had like an underground beer menu, which would defeat the whole purpose. But they, you'd be like, hey, can I have beer? And they'd be like, oh, we only have this. And it's like, oh, well, they don't push it here. It's like, yeah, well, it's a mocktail bar. I guess what I'm trying to say is that that I I I don't look forward to the night my friends pick mocktail bar. I don't think that's going to happen. Thank God. What like anyway, you just created a whole scenario said that half the population <laughs> was going to do it and then said I didn't understand your hypothetical. I have no idea what's going on. You, I you see how my paranoid brain works. I will say that it is when somebody I think one of the worst parts about some about being somebody who doesn't drink if you are one, right? And I'm not. But when somebody tells me they don't drink, uh-huh. I always want to know, so what happened? You know? I, well, I That's why when I... Yeah. Go ahead. No, go. That's why when I sent out the meme on my... On uh, at Mashup Ryan a few weeks ago, where it was, it was the only... What is it? I'll, I'll pull it up here really quick. But it's the woman holding the signboard that says the only drug you don't have to explain you use is alcohol. It's and true. I crossed out alcohol and put caffeine. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because, because just like you said, if, if you don't... If someone says, I don't drink, you immediately go to, they might have had an issue. I, almost certainly. Alcohol, there it is. Alcohol is the only drug we have to explain not using. Bullshit. Any civilized person, if someone tells you they don't drink, you don't go, oh, why? When did you start going to meetings? Wait, alcohol is the only one we don't have to. What What does the saying say? The original, the original one, and I've seen people post this around, saying is alcohol is the only drug we have to explain not using. I took it, crossed out alcohol, and put caffeine. Uh, I mean, but alcohol is the no one. If you say I don't drink coffee, you don't get as nearly as much as I don't drink wine. That the original meme is correct. Uh, no, no. You say you 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 tell people you drink a decaf at seven in the morning. You look at the you guess the looks you get. Whereas if you tell someone you don't drink, they naturally assume that you might have a drinking problem, and they're not willing to like, hey, let's talk about your baggage. Okay, so what you're saying is you are saying that you are more persecuted as somebody who doesn't drink caffeine than if you were an alcoholic. No, I'm saying that 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 you literally that, said that, look that, at the looks you get, like you're like you're fucking. I mean, trying. I mean, it's 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 true. People think you're absolutely fucking nuts. Dude. Like, people think decaf is for old ladies. Okay, but still, Pe- you're the only, you have to be the only person on earth that is arguing that it's hard for you to be somebody who drinks decaf. 
No, I'm saying that 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 this that people when they put out that that a phrase like that because I see it all the time. It's just fucking wrong. It's al- alcohol is the only drug we have to explain not using, which is total bullshit. No one. It's ex- total cause, bullshit. Cause no, that's like nobody. Saying- nobody in polite society. Nobody who is polite in society when someone says they don't drink expects an exploit. Oh, really? Why? No one does that. It might come up later in conversation once you become friends with somebody and they want to know about you. But when you tell someone you don't drink, no one goes, oh, really? Why? If they do, they're an asshole. I don't know. I think that's a I think, you know what? I've decided that's an okay question. Not immediately. It's not. You don't know. You don't know why. You don't know if it's medical. You don't know if it's an addiction. You don't know if like if it's just a personal choice and they decided not to. You don't know. So what's the solution to this problem, I guess, that is plaguing the decaf, you know, community where if if you say I don't drink decaf, do you just not want people to ask you why? I think this is a bigger problem. I don't drink credibility of the. For the credibility of the meme. I don't give a fuck about the meme. I will say, though, that when somebody (laughs) says they don't drink, I assume they're an alcoholic. If you don't drink and it's because of medical reasons or just you don't like to, you should really follow that up with. Right. uh, No, just what just what you said. So you assume they're an alcoholic. So therefore, you don't make them explain that to you. Yeah. It's true. But also. Who cares about the? Are, are you like put out when somebody makes you explain the decaf thing? That's like if I was like, listen, fucking eating paint chips is the only thing that I have to explain why I do it. It's like, yeah, you have to explain it because it's weirder. It's not a socially accepted thing in the same way alcohol is. No, I'm put out when I see alcohol is the only drug we have to explain not using because no. Yeah, but people don't even count caffeine as a drug, dude. It is, though. Like, like it's, it's very funny. People don't count caffeine as a drug yet. If most people that don't count it as a drug, stop, stop taking it. They can't get through their job until noon and their headaches are fucking crazy. It's Fine. a drug that's called withdrawal. Fine. Fine. I do. You know, what's also weird if somebody drinks a lot and then they just stop. Like I had a friend, I had some friends that just stopped drinking when we used to drink together a lot and they just stopped and I was like, I'll be honest. I was like, hey, do we have like an issue or are we good? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I said. Because, I mean, it'd be like if you just stopped drinking and were like, I don't oh, drink so, anymore. I'd assume that, so, you know. Okay. I, but you're friends. So I think that's fair to ask somebody. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, I, I brought something up to you that you got, you got, you got very annoyed at me. What? Well, I said that a lot because we were, you know, going over what we should talk about. Mm-hmm. And I said that I noticed a lot of people in my uh, parents' generation um, are very, very, very upset at Bruce Springsteen. Why? Because he's a lib? <laughs> no, the ticket prices. Okay. This is going to lead to me and, having and- to argue on the side of Ticketmaster, which I don't want to do. But I will do. Well, no, no, hold on, and I'll and I'll keep going. And you're like, yeah, what? And I'm like, dude, they're they're like like twelve hundred bucks. And you're like, no, they're not. And I'm like, and I go into Ticketmaster, and I click on I'm in I'm in the Tampa show, section floor three, row five, seat eleven, twelve hundred dollars plus fees. All right. So what you're talking about is Bruce Springsteen's you know 2023 tour with the E Street Band went on sale, and there are tickets that are selling for thousands and thousands of dollars and i said to ryan well they're not all that much and he said no look they are but they're not what you're well, I, mean, I might have been getting confused in your use of the word all okay what i'm saying is what you're seeing is Ticketmaster has this thing called platinum it's like a platinum package and platinum tickets are tickets that are this is what the website says dynamically priced up and down based on demand so once all the other tickets sell out, in an effort to like combat StubHub and give some of the money directly to the promoters and Ticketmaster and stuff, once a lot of the tickets around these tickets sell out, they just start getting more and more expensive because clearly people are willing to pay it on the secondary market. You follow? 
so if I if I look so the, on Ticketmaster's site, right? Mm-hmm. There's blue and red dots. The blue are face value original tickets. The reds are resale. Correct. So if I click if I click to the red ticket, which is literally two seats over from the one I was just talking about, um, they're eleven forty six each. Correct, because that's somebody trying to make a profit. Where these other tickets will go up and down until they're purchased at a certain price. Now people were bitching about this. Okay. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty shitty. Dynamic pro- well. I don't know. So what would you rather? Everyone buys the tickets face value and then they all go on StubHub for four times the amount? Like, what's the difference? I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Somebody who is uh, uh, more savvy in this area might know. But I, I would think something like an NFT is going to fix this problem. Because you can attach the, the, the royalties back to the person. Maybe. So maybe right. But but yeah, I think this is really shitty. If you say what a ticket is and you don't buy it. I mean, like, I understand that air, but it, so they're pricing like airlines. Yeah. So here's what Ticketmaster had to say. Uh, this is in Variety. And they said, downplaying the number of controversial platinum tickets with variable prices that reached, variable prices that reached as high as $5,000 a piece on the first day of on sales. Ticketmaster says that those represent only 11.2% of the overall tickets sold. By the ticketing services calculations, that left the other 88.2% of tickets sold at fixed prices that range from $59.50 to $399 before added service fees. Ticketmaster further went on to say the average price of all tickets sold so far is $262, with 56% being sold for under $200 face value. The, the problem is, like, I get it that it's Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people do. What do you mean? They think it's Springsteen? Yep. Well, I it's think the not... majority of like Ticketmaster is the middleman that does what Springsteen tells them to do. Because who the fuck tells the boss what this this random company is telling the boss what to do? I mean, he's his hands aren't clean in this whole thing. Yeah. But 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 like I don't like you're saying like well this is how Ticketmaster does things and I get it it is they're the facilitators but fans like they only see the artist yeah look it's it's not it's like a, like he, he's not una- he's not unaware of this happening no but it makes him look like a greedy asshole no but here's here's the thing that's that's fucked or any like- artist not just him. No one goes on – ultimately, it's just – it's cutting StubHub out. No one goes on StubHub hub and says, Jesus Christ, can you believe that somebody wants five – Bruce Springsteen wants $5,000 for this ticket? They just think it's somebody, you know, that, that – now, so and, – and let me tell you this. Let's say you're going to spend the $5,000, okay, because you want to go to the Bruce Springsteen show. If you're a fan, would you rather give that $5,000 to Bruce Springsteen or would you rather ultimately give $4,600 to some fuck that's trying to sell the, the face value tickets for five grand? I really don't care. Well, but what I'm saying I, is- I, it, just, it, it, it just feels, I get what you're saying. I totally understand. I just feel like there is better ways around it. Like much in the way that, that when you buy a movie on Apple, you don't actually buy the movie. You're, 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 you're licensing it. Because if when you buy, and this is the thing, when you buy something, and this is their problem, when you buy something, you can give it to someone else or sell it to somebody else. But why don't they just do licensing like Apple does it? You buy the ticket, but you can't transfer it to anybody else. Because there's not as much money in that, Ryan. It's the business thing again. Yep. I mean, last week tonight with John Oliver did a, uh, did a whole piece about Ticketmaster a couple months ago. I remember it because a boss of mine said, everyone should watch this. And then we watched it, and he basically was like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know why you made us watch this thing where it's like companies we work with are assholes. Why would I want to do this? <laughs> what is this supposed to do for me? Well, it's, a, it's, it's, it's as, like, this is this is part of why, from, from uh, Apple had a big hand in it, right? But in what? This is... Pa- in in what I'm about to say, which is from the time that I moved to New York City to now, the music industry has completely changed. Record labels are are they're coming back a little bit, but like it's not like it used to be. Yeah, there's no like the music industry is falling apart and it's fragmenting and it's getting smaller and 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 this is why. Well, I would argue streaming is why. I would argue that the rates paid by Spotify are 
or why. Yeah, but every time that that a, that a fan has an interaction with a major company, they're like fucking dick. And every time an artist gets big and they work with these companies, they're like fucking dick. Yeah. And so, why does anyone want to deal with it? Yeah, but yeah, what do you think? People are are not be, people are people stop being fans of artists because of this? Because I don't buy that for a yes, second. I do a min- minimal amount, minimal amount for sure. Cost I mean, of doing I business. think in, I. I, maybe it's the cost of doing business, but I think it can. Um, I think it can create a, a negativity around your brand that that's not good. Well, either way, it's not. It's it's the promoter teams and it's Ticketmaster. It's not like all face value tickets for you know Bruce Springsteen concerts are fucking four thousand dollars, which is what you were, which is what people think, and what you were telling me. Well, I think that because when I go click on face value, it tells me that they're twelve hundred. That doesn't mean that all of them are. Some of no, them. No, I get. I no, but those, but those ones are. I mean, that's that's. I, I understand. Like you're right. When you look in the nosebleeds, they're two hundred. Yeah, but even some of them on the floor are not that much. It's just that the ones that are left right now are that much, and they're probably left over because no one wanted to buy them because they were that much. Nine fit. Well, that was weird because these ones are way further back. Yeah, I can see what they're doing now because there are tickets that are like for that are closer that are, you know, $100 cheaper. Yeah. Weird. And there's shit that and it varies from market to market. And this is how it goes. I get it. But you like you. I get it. They're like, well, this is just how they do it. But you get that as a consumer. This is fucked. Right. And like you get as a consumer that, that this is like, I hate you. Like, yes, you can do this. You can get away with this. Congratulations. God, this stuff and it makes just you makes so you mad. hate the artist. Does make me hate. Well, the dude, fuck. this is this is this is why everyone's so angry in this. Well, country. I remember when, just be, when Springsteen just went on the rising tour. Every ticket was seventy five dollars. Yeah, that was dope. If I recall. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm not again. If you don't like the price, you always, these things come up and you act like somebody is making people buy these tickets. That's really the only way to get around this is to not do it. But people don't do that. So we're going to continue to deal with this. Yes, I I, I get it. It's only going to get worse. But there's, it's just, this is, this sucks. I mean, it's just, I get it. You can get away with it. This is the perfect example of just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And that's and that's something that, that I think a lot of people have just completely fucking forgot that that concept that just because you can doesn't mean you should or it's the best thing to do. And it might be the best thing to do financially, but that doesn't mean it's not going to leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Well, I don't think Bruce Springsteen is going to be crying poverty no matter what happens. So no, I, you're I right. get it. He's getting he's he's cashing in the last time before he retires. No, I don't think this is the last time he's touring before he retires. I don't think that one bit. But, yeah, I How mean, look. He? What? Age game. In 71, I believe. Well, hold on. In 2019, he turned 70, so he would be almost, he's going to be 73 this September. Yeah. Nope. Uh, 72. I have no idea how math works, but I was right then. <laughs> was I? No. God damn it. Age game. I don't know what month his birthday is. He's 72. So that's... He's 72. Okay. He's going to be 73. I'm smart. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, look, if, if if people bought them, so what do you think that tells everyone? That, that there's plenty of rich people that like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. So, you know, that's happening. It just, it just screws it for the for the everybody else. It, it, it's it's it's. I do hate to see it that that how far um, live music is getting from a lot of people. Well, you and sure, congratulations to the artists and the companies and Ticketmaster for making so much money. But, you know, I do think it's getting further away from a lot of people. Oh, it certainly is. Ticket prices are crazy. I remember, yeah. like, and granted, I realize it's been 20 years, but tickets to, like, some of my favorite artists now that used to be, I don't know, like, $56 or something like that are, like, you, you can't go to a concert for less than $200 a ticket now. No. At least but that's at least, everything. That, well, you know, that's, yeah. It's baseball. It's football. It's music. It's everything. It's 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 that if they're there to make money off entertainment, they've they've determined that it's okay to just totally rape you, because somebody will pay it. Yeah, I mean that that's that's true. 
but I think that's also why you see the fracturing you do with the streaming, the social media with, and it's only going to get worse for these companies and no one's going to know how to like once. I don't know. Well, the counter argument to that is that when they're charging these prices because they're, it's one of the few commodities that can still get a, a mass of people together. I guess that's always been the difference between like the two sides of show business the show and the business people is the, is that the business people, they don't have a fucking clue of what I'm talking about. Like they don't care that it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And that like, they're just like, yeah, I don't care about the fans. It's the cost of doing business. Fuck the fans. Well, that is where the artists can, can, can step up and say, look, I don't want to sell tickets to this show for more than X amount. But here's the thing that requires the artist to take less can money. They? So ulti- yes, Here's, you could easily do that. Now, here's the thing. If you're Bruce Springsteen and you're getting like a $7 million advance or something like that, sure, the financials then don't work out. I'm sure you have to take less money. But, you know, who wants to do that? I mean, I, 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 I guess somebody that's already got hundreds of millions of dollars. Easy is, for is us the answer to say. To that. I guess, sure. I don't know. Just saying. That's how that goes. It's just very shitty. That's all. Is that is that people? I get it. Like like that's what one thing people the business side of the the, the business of the show business, right? Mm-hmm. They don't people don't get that just because you can doesn't mean you should. How self destructive in the long run it really is. I got riled up today at a CVS. Speaking of anger towards large corporations. Yeah. Why? So by known- the way, CVS by far of the major pharmacy chains, the, the dirtiest and shittiest, right? <laughs> well, it depends. Like some of them they've redone and they're really nice. Remember when is Dwayne Reed still around in New York? Because they got bought by Walgreens. Those used to be the worst. And then they made them nicer. No, Dwayne Reed's is Dwayne Reed has fallen off again. Like they were Dwayne Reed was great because they were everywhere and they were quick and they were convenient. Walgreens has just fucked it all up. Okay, I would argue that Rite Aid is the worst one. Oh. See, every CVS I go into looks like a doctor's office from the 70s, like it hasn't been cleaned since then. Yeah, I get it. D- there's nobody really working the register ever. Oh, they've completely done away with that. It's like yeah. you come to CVS, scan your own shit, and then <laughs> and then the the yeah, it's it's they've it's ridiculous. Now, CVS, I went to CVS. They've I've also noticed that all the CVSs, at least in my area, and I think in a lot of places, are closing the pharmacy from one thirty to two p.m. For, for a meal break for lunch. Yeah. Which some people might say, hey, that's great. You know, those people need to eat lunch. What I'm seeing is CVS either doesn't have enough help or doesn't want to pay for, you know, a a meal break penalty or something like that. Right. Because I think it would be pretty easy to say, all right, the pharmacist is taking lunch. No prescriptions can be filled during this time, but you can still pick up stuff. I will tell you that the farm one of the farm one of the Dwayne Reeds that I go to in the city, the factory, and even even the Walgreens that I go to out here at the lake, the factory line in the pharmacy is fucking scary. Like like how quickly the pharmacist is checking prescriptions. Like there's other people sort of doing work and handing it off to the pharmacist and they're, and I get it. Like I've known a couple people that have doctorates in pharmacy. It's a hard fucking field to do. Like it is not easy, but it seems like they're working so fast that that is not a profession much like airline pilot that you feel like you want to overwork them. Fine. That said, I think this closing for lunch thing is bullshit. That's not where my anger lies, though. Okay. Well, that's a- because we made the same point because they need to hire a second pharmacist, right? Well, and I don't then think they can, can hire a second at- pharmacist at every location. That's a lot of money. I get how that would be unrealistic. I but mean, you- it's because it's not like drugs are f- cheap. Well, my anger lies that I'm aware they close at one thirty. I went in at one twenty six. And they were there, and they had closed the pharmacy down, and they were just standing behind it. And all I want to say is, if you say you close at one from one thirty to two, you need to fucking close at one thirty. Your sign doesn't say that you close at one twenty six. 
it's one thirty. But like, am I no, no, an Mark, asshole? You start. You start shutting down. Or no, you're not. Like, like, okay. So my 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 my, my grandparents owned a small business. Right? Yeah, yeah. They sold they sold beer, and and their closing time I think said nine o'clock. Do you know what time they closed? I'd hope it was fucking nine o'clock. No, when the last customer left. Okay. Like, and, and I, that's always been instilled in me. So, like, it's fucking crazy to me. And I get it. People are working jobs for, like, like working for a chain that I don't care about. But it, it's, it's, it's fucking insane to me when I see a small business. Well, not CVS. No, not CVS. But it's any small, any, a lot of businesses. I get it with big chains. But, like, if I see a small business and they're, like, shutting shit down 10 minutes early. And there's still customers showing up. And I'm like, you're going to go out of business because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I agree with you on that. What annoyed me today was they were standing. They were there. They were there. And so I said, hey, what time do you open back up? And they said two o'clock. And I because I, I just couldn't fucking help myself at this point. Right. Like somebody was going to get some because because they were just I, I don't know. I know this is wrong. I was like, oh, 2 o'clock, like it says on the sign. I just wanted to confirm because it also says you close at 1.30 and it's not 1.30. I guess I'll come back. <laughs> oh, dude, it's infuriating to me when you walk in to like name any food chain. Like, like just name a food chain. Who am I going to pick on this time? Oh, Nate, Arby's? Arby's. You, work into, you walk into Arby's. They close at 10. It's 9.45. And the manager's like, I'm sorry, we're closing. I'm like, why are you the fucking manager? It's your job to make sure that when I walk in at ten o'clock, there's food there. Okay, but do you do you like like why like if you're the regional manager, why do you let that person be the manager? Okay, so I hear. See now, this is the prop. If you are the manager, it is your job to make sure that it is open until ten. Not that you are cleaning mm. shit up early, you lazy manager. Hang on, hang on. But also, isn't it important to ensure that you turn a profit? And therefore, by closing early, you cut everyone off. You cut everyone on their shifts 15 minutes early. And you probably save more money than you would have gained with you getting a roast beef sandwich. No, you just, if your closing time is 10, you close at 10. You don't start wrapping shit up at 940. I do feel like that should be the case for chain restaurants. But, yeah. you know, a small a small business, if, if you're like a, a little trotteria. Or something, right? Right. And right. no one's there on a Tuesday night. Let's say you close at nine, and you know what? At eight forty-five, you decide fuck it, and then somebody walks in. Are you able to say, "I'm sorry, we're closed early"? No, that's the thing. Like you can start cleaning up, right? You can start doing your shit and make doing the prep and cleaning up and doing your thing. But if somebody walks in and says, "I want this," and you've already cleaned the grill, guess what? Turn it the fuck back on, cook, and then reclean it because you tried to get out early and you didn't. God, no, you're a dick. Now I need to. I know I'm a dick, but that's how it works. Like, like if you try to, if you try to cut a corner, that's not cutting a corner. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you try to cut a corner and then you get caught, you have to uncut the corner. So Ryan, if you owned a small business and you're paying a full staff and you know that like, let's say it's, uh, there's some situation going on where you don't think that many people are going to come in tonight. You would say, fuck it. I will, I shall pay my whole staff and lose money because the, I made a sign and the sign says 10. Sign signs everywhere. There's signs. But, ser- seriously. What's your answer to that? No, seriously. If, if I owned a small business and I close at 10 and I found out my manager was letting people close down at 940, I would find a new manager. So there's no context there. Like, again, you're saving money in this scenario. I, I, I no because you you do all you do all that ahead of time. Like then you make the if you find that that's a problem, you don't just willy nilly it as you go through the day. You change your business hours and you let your customers know what they are. You rework that business plan. You rework those hours. You change the hours on the door. It's not that hard to do. You do have to see. Now here's the thing. Like, I, it infuriates me. Like, I How don't do you underst- make me take something where I was clearly on one side and then decide that I'm an <laughs> asshole and I hate the way you think about this? Mark, I told you I live by a strong moral code that alienates everyone around me. I guess you, you really did. I guess I want yeah. my frosty, non-alcoholic <laughs> beer now. Oh, fuck. Well, let's, let's just move on. Um... You sent me a story about this the the subway station, 
at Subway. Yeah, this this is this is a perfect New York Post story. And uh, the actual um, subway you ride, not a subway that has dedicated hours <laughs> where you can get a sandwich before 10 p.m. <laughs> they probably close at 9.40, though. Yeah. The New York Post has a perfect New York Post story that um, apparently a, uh, a group of uh, dancers set up a kiddie pool Strippers. and slip and slide on, on the L train. They're dancers mm-hmm. also. And uh, they were slipping and sliding and twerking and uh, spanking on the L train. See, I thought this was going to be like a hot sun summer in the city or whatever, like like a slip and slide in a subway car just because. This is this looks right. like a strip show, like, <laughs> but on the subway. The L train, by the way, goes from like Union Square in Manhattan. It's one of the very few east-west lines. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much always east-west, right? And it goes into Brooklyn. It goes to Canarsie, I think. Well, you also have that underground part where it doesn't stop for a while, which I think that's yeah, why so. it's also like you know great for things like this, or if your mariachi band needs help, you know, playing a longer gig than normal. But yeah, there is a bunch of guys all filming it, and there's two girls in a kiddie pool. You said there's video to it. I can't. Oh I don't no, see I don't. I don't think it's. I don't actually. Don't think it's video. I think it's. I thought it was stills from a video. They are wearing. Not thongs. They're wearing like those string thongs. Yeah. There's nothing there covering up. Have I ever told you about the time I dated a girl I thought might be an escort? And she's not, but I thought she was. Are you sure? Okay. So a couple things. We met. I remember. I've definitely talked about this before. I've even tried to get you to go on a date with this girl. But her deal was. I remember I was talking to another girl on OkCupid. And then her, she said, I think my friend would really like you, which is a weird thing to begin with, right? Because I didn't message her friend's dating profile. Her friend didn't even have one. Yeah. And and I, um, so I ended up meeting up with her friend and she was like, she was pretty. And then like we met up in Brooklyn or somewhere. I don't know. I think we went to Il Bambino. That seems to stick out in my mind. I think Chris Stanley recommended that restaurant. It was in like somewhere in Queens. I have no idea. But uh, we're on the ride back. We're on the subway and there's no one on the subway. And this girl starts, like, really twirling around on the subway pole. And it's just the two of us. And she's getting provocative. (laughs) And I am like, this is crazy. Now, we went back to my apartment where I believe, you know, she... I feel like this is for important for context... Yeah. She went down on me. Oh, okay. It was fucking magnificent. Now, <laughs> like, th- like, I don't know if you could get that good if you hadn't done it a lot, right? That's where I'm going with Fair. this. Fair. You've practiced. Okay. So okay. we don't work out in large part because I was uncomfortable having sex sober because at that point in my life, I'd never had a real girlfriend. I'm a nice, normal person. That's why I do this show. And so it didn't work out, but we remained friendly. And over time, she would be going to like all these places. Like she would, she would, I'd be like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm training to be a chef or now I'm in school to be a, um, to be an expert on wine. Then one time she opened a Pilates studio. Then she'd be in London. Then she would be in Paris. And she's like, I have some guys that I see here and there. And I started to realize, like, this woman was going around the world, (laughs) seemingly with no job, but had a couple boyfriends. Yeah, she was she was definitely, uh, if not an escort, uh, uh, very sweet. So does that mean I was getting a deal? Yeah, I mean, like, she she definitely, it sounded like at the very, I mean, like, maybe she was a full-on escort, but at the very least, it sounded like she might have had a couple sugar daddies, and, uh, yeah. By the way, I found the video, Mark. I found Mm. the, uh, I found uh, uh, Mike from Queens and the video online, and it's, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple guys involved on the slip and slide, too. Yeah. Is it worth playing? I don't, hold on, let me. Yep. No, I'm gonna vote no. Vote no, and <laughs> that being worth playing. I don't think. And say no. Not that. Uh, one. But there's 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 uh there's uh two girls, 
and then there's a man not wearing a shirt on the slip and slide who looks like he's about four foot two. Uh huh. Now, do we think he was already on the subway or he's part of the act? I think he's part of the group, although he could have just joined in. I don't know. I thought it was weird that at the end he yelled out, the aristocrats, but <laughs> I don't know. And then for some reason, there's a Captain America shield and they're they're pouring uh, uh, some sort of brown liquor down everyone's throat. Jesus Christ. Now, is it just the people in the show or is it everyone riding the subway? Oh, no, no, no. The the strippers are walking up and down the car with the brown liquor pouring. I don't know if it's a, if it's like a like a cognac or if it's a whiskey or what it is. Mm-hmm. But they're uh, sharing it. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, and then some of the people on the train took their shoe. Oh, God, that's there's a dog. And this is just, there's a this dog. Yeah, it might have been a stuffed dog, but it might have been a real dog. I couldn't tell if it was a passenger's dog or if it was a stuffed dog that was in the pool for a second. Oh, well. Well, anyway, very <laughs> weird. Very, very weird. I Oh, that guy's getting a lap dance. See, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen on the subway? Oh, God, there's a list. We'll I mean, dude, I've one. seen some crazy shit. Um, one of, one of the, the craziest things that I've ever fucking seen is that I was on a, I was on the D train once and I was, I might've been coming back from a Yankees game or something like Mm -hmm. that. And there was uh, a group of girls on the train who had been drinking already and were having a good time. And then on this one stop, a group of guys got on the train who were all sorts of fucked up. And there was one, there wasn't many people. There's only like 10 people on the whole car. And the one dude from the group started hitting on the girls, trying to say he was tough. And then he's like, yo, you can kick me in the fucking balls and it won't hurt. Oh, shit. And and the girl's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, no, 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 come on, kick me in the balls. And one girl got up, she wound up, and she fucking kicked him hard. <laughs> he went down crying. And the group of guys and the group of girls just all started laughing and then got off at the next stop, leaving the guy like writhing in pain on the subway floor. Wait, wait, wait. So his friends didn't even go with him? His friends took the group of girls and got off the train and left him fucking there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) One time I saw somebody on, uh, it was a magic show with a live bird and a live bird started flying around the, uh, the subway. Okay. That was pretty nuts. Yeah. I've seen um uh the the one of my favorites too is you know how some of the cars just have a long bench that they're not seats that it's a long bench against the the wall? Yes, that is the new that's the newer subway car formation. So it was the middle of winter and it was late at night and there was a little kid wearing uh a, like a vinyl snowsuit from and it was it was one of those like from a christmas story that like he's totally covered in snowsuit yeah like he's 3 to 5ish in age and he's sitting on the only him and his mom are sitting on the bench and <laughs> the subway comes to a stop and because it's the bench and he's wearing a vinyl snowsuit he just slides all the way across the bench at high speed under the railing and right onto the floor <laughs> did you do anything to help no he laughed the whole way oh man Oh, it was hysterical. Oh, God. I don't miss, I will tell you, moving up to the suburbs, I do not miss the subway one bit. You want to talk about, you call CVS's dirty? It's interesting. You will If you put up with the subway for a while and then you go away and come back, when you get back on it, you're just like, what the fuck? Especially, I will say, post-COVID, I, I remember getting on the subway yeah. for the first time and I just thought, we're all going to die. This is crazy. <laughs> the germs are everywhere. And you know they say that there there that that there's a wave spreading and then it's getting worse and and we're down to I'd say thirty percent masks on subway right now. Uh-huh. So the as they say the cases are going up the masks are going down. Well, it's I mean look at look sure. at this look at this twerking video. New York City is back, baby. We would have never oh, been yeah. able to think about you know sliding dick out ass out <laughs> on the subway in the dog days of 2020 when COVID was bad. <laughs> Now there's strip club subway cars. <laughs> there was only there was only two people wearing the mask on on Saturday. 
Where? At, at MSG. Oh, when you when you went to see the comedy show? Yeah, when I when I saw Chris Rock and Kevin Hart, I would have been one of them. Um, hey, did, didn't there used to be like a roving strip club that was in Manhattan that you used yes. to get emails about? Does that thing still exist? I'm sure it doesn't in, in some form, but yeah, it was like this underground lap. It wasn't. It, it was like a lap dance club. There wasn't a a stage. It was just like you just. It was weird. Now, did they have liquor at it? Yeah. Did, well, or did they, you have to they, bring they, your own? Was, there was both. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it both where they've sold booze there, and I've seen it where it's a BYOB, and you bring in a bottle, and like the bartender takes care of you. Yeah. Now, I know, I've heard of sex parties in New York where they do that, but this whole underground lap dance thing seems wild. I thought it was at least like a strip club. You can go and hang out. It's just a room with a bunch of girls willing to give lap dances. No, no, no. There's just nobody on stage. So it would be like maybe at a closed strip club or something like that, but like there would be nobody on stage. Did so you ever go to like it? A, it was I've been a couple times, so it was more like a party atmosphere. What were the locations? Uh, there was one on the Upper East Side that that was there for a really long time. Yeah, and but it like, was, was it like an old department store? Was it a bar? It was an old nightclub. No, it was an old nightclub. Oh, it was very clearly a nightclub, like or maybe a restaurant, but it had a big bar and like a big open area. So okay. it was much more, it wasn't like a strip club where you'd go in and be like, all right, coming on stage now is Mercedes. You ever thought about Gentlemen, making extra get money doing that? for Mercedes. I'm sorry? You ever thought about making extra money, not stripping, but announcing at a strip club? I feel like that's an easy disc jockey job. <laughs> it actually probably would be. Um, no, but I can't remember if Chris actually, back in the day in Syracuse, my friend Chris, who's been on the show a couple times, joked that he wanted to do a strip club DJ. We could do, we could do it on This Is Happening. What do you mean? And, and like do a strip club, sort of like an American Idol, like strip club DJ act. Like who's the best strip club DJ? Oh, I would love to do that. That would right? be great. Like send in, send in a, send in a, a repertoire, or like a little demo of your work at, at um, you know, kittens or wherever you work. Yeah. Let's add it to the hypothetical good ideas pile. Rod, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, any thoughts before we get out of here? No, that's it. All right. Don't, don't forget. You can follow us at TIH show on Twitter on Instagram and also at Mashup Ryan at Mark Zito. Um, we'll be here. We'll be around next week. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>